Want flexibility? Take yoga. Want flexibility with your health insurance? Check out United Healthcare Insurance Plans. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly medical, dental, and vision coverage that may be right for you. More at UH1.com. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Support WrestleTalk. Tell a friend. Making their way to the ring at a combined weight of undeniably sexy... Hailing from London, the Russell Ramble Podcast! Hello and welcome to the Wrestle Ramble Podcast. I am Ollie Davis, a very tired one of that, and I am joined by Luke Owen. Hello, Wrestle Talk Universe, the Wrestle Talkers, the Wrestle Talk community. Ollie Davis, how are you? As I as I just described, I'm quite tired because it's quarter to six in the morning. Now we stayed up all night to watch SummerSlam to do a few videos as it was going along uh so should we just dive straight into our yeah, review let, of summer let, let's not dawdle let's dive into the show okay, so on a scale of tiredness how are you i am so i think i'm a f- so what what like 10 is the most yeah, tired 10 is, 10 is max tired 10 is max tired so asleep that would be wouldn't it (laughs) well no because i think like 11 would be asleep but like i see 10 as like when you just cannot keep your eyes open anymore and you're you're nodding nodding, when you're doing the churchill dog yeah i do that a bit when i'm on the tube sometimes Mm. i do it when i'm driving (laughs) i don't really i do it when you talk for too long uh, and and a zero would of course be full of beans running round. Absolutely, Superman punches for everyone. Just woken up, had your hash browns and beans, sure. and you're, you're you're full of life and vigor. Uh, well, I I think I'm around the six. Yeah, so midway. Yeah, but as soon as that little red light that indicates that we're recording goes off, I'm going to shoot up to a nine point five. <laughs> There's a lot of adrenaline going on here yeah. because it was a cracking uh, main event. But overall, you know, long show. So two hour. Two hour long pre-show, which had three matches, and then a four hour long card, mm. which had uh, ten more matches. So that I like to think of things in terms of NXT takeovers. Now <laughs> yeah. that is over two NXT takeovers. There was a point we were about like half an hour into the main show, like SummerSlam had just started. We're watching the first match, actually, pretty into the second match, mm. and you just turned to me and went, "NXT takeover would have finished by now." Yeah, <laughs> and I, I've never really thought about it that way, but I was like. Man, that really puts this length into perspective because yeah. we are, I mean, this is Naomi versus Natalia. We're just getting underway here. Exactly. Yeah, it was it was a long it was a long show with uh so WrestleMania this year was another very long show. I think it, seven it hours, went right? over, yeah, it went seven hours. But that had several massive moments. You had the John Cena proposal, proposal yeah. you had the Hardy's return. Yep. And I mean, The Undertaker's retirement as well, although that was at the end of a quite limp match. You had Lesnar Goldberg. Lesnar. I was just about to say you had Shane McMahon jumping <laughs> off the hell in a cell. That's last year. Man. That was last year. <laughs> That's the tiredness creeping in. <laughs> so you had all those big moments. But here, really, there were no moments, moments mm. up until the main event. A lot of title changes, though. A lot of title changes that didn't really feel that big mm. but let's dive into it let's do it by a a match by match basis yeah i'm gonna try not to burp too much during uh this i do apologize i've had a lot of pizza and a lot of coffee yeah it's but with those that was the fuel to keep us <laughs> yeah. up overnight we can't do alcohol anymore no half three pizza that was a good call that w- it was not a good call <laughs> i had i was because we ate at around an, a, a semi-respectable time of about 11 and uh, what is it like quarter to three I thought I'm gonna have a slice of pizza I had one slice and I thought 
That was a bad idea. <laughs> Turned over at Luke. <laughs> I was going to say, I had several slices and yeah, it was eight. Yeah. So we opened the show, uh, most of the people in the building didn't, with the Hardys and Jason Jordan versus the Miz and his Miz-tourage. Yeah, so we were ordering pizza while this was on. I don't... I don't know if I paid that much attention to it. Mm. The only uh, the only thing I can really take from this is that people were upset that the Hardys were on the pre-show. That that's about my only takeaway I can get from this. Yeah, that, uh, some, I'm, I'm some, sort of over the whole pre-show debate. Some now. people felt you should have done a news story about it. Mm. Well, they haven't got a feud. <laughs> like <laughs> if they yeah. had a major feud that wasn't on the that was. Yeah, I, I, I yeah, I'm I'm over the pre-show yeah, debate. It's such like a. It. It's such it's a an, thing it's an, now. It's an arbitrary... Yeah, it's thing. almost redundant to talk about. Yeah. It's like saying, oh, Raw's three hours. <laughs> like, yeah. Which is hypocritical because we're going to talk about the length of this show a lot. Uh, yes, yeah, so... But Jason Jordan got got pinned by the yes. Miz. That was the finish. Uh, good little next step in their, uh, their storyline. Um, it leads into their eventual feud. So I imagine they'll now have a match at No Mercy, mm. uh, which Kurt Angle will probably make. And there'll be a case for the Miz to say he doesn't deserve this match I've already beaten him I pinned him on uh, the the SummerSlam pre-show this is just more nepotism Mm. of you pushing your illegitimate child nice nice word thank you it's uh, so there were pictures doing the rounds on the social media where the building was empty yeah, a lot of people filing it it was that uh, it was the Ryback Kalisto uh, Wrestlemania match last year where uh, not yeah, it was last year. The yeah. pre-show stopper. Yeah, where everyone just <laughs> pre-show stopper. Yeah, where everyone was sort of filing in. Like, so like my uh, buddy who's there, there on his honeymoon, um, front row as well. Lucky lad. He um, he was there. He actually managed to see that match, mm. but not many people did. Uh, we got we got sent a picture, and it was like the place was practically empty. It, the place was so empty, people were making TNA jokes. Oh wow, <laughs> that that is bad. <laughs> they don't even exist by name like that anymore. Uh, yeah, we saw another tweet. Apparently, some people got in touch with us. There were long lines to get into the building, mm. which is bizarre. You would think you would funnel people in to watch at least the first match. Uh, there was a weird bit where Miz, after he won, he held up the title. He ran towards what would be the hard cam side, you know, the bit where the hard cam is. And the camera got a shot of him. And it was just one guy <laughs> in that part of the crowd taking a photo really <laughs> close of the Miz. And the Miz was celebrating to all these non-existent people. It uh, it does beg the question, and it was something I thought of when they had the social media lounge bit in the in the pre-show, where Seth Rollins and Dean Ambrose sat down to answer really <laughs> rubbish questions from Charlie Caruso. Oh dear, fan submitted but WWE filtered questions. Yeah, like uh, how does it how does it make you feel? That you are teaming again for the first time in ages. Do you have a tag team name? Exactly, yeah, stuff like that. What's Death! Your, what's your favourite dog? Yes. And uh, I'm like, this is one of the matches I'm more interested in. You're making me less interested <laughs> in it by having this little segment. The the social media lounge is utterly... It's, do, I, I don't want to use this word because we've just coined them as a tag team, but it is death. Yeah. It's a death segment. So it's like... And people are like, yeah, but they've got they've got two hours of pre-show to fill. So, you know, you pop the Hardys in this meaningless six-man tag. You do the social... You know, there's an answer to this. Don't have a two-hour-long pre-show. Don't create the time that you need to fill. Yeah. Why do you need filler? You've created this problem for yourself. You own the network that you're putting it on. There's no time constraints. You can go for however long as you want or however succinct you want. It's, oh, it's insane. So yeah, Jordan got the uh, Jordan was pinned in this match, ne- which and neither of us predicted this. No, we both thought Jordan was going to get the win to, to continue s- to his set up. push. Yeah, but actually, I prefer the uh, this way, uh, <coughs> excuse me this way round of uh, Miz pinning Jordan. I think it's a much be- I think it's a better step on their storyline. I think it should have been Jordan pinning various members of the Miz Taraj to build his way up to the big yeah. final boss. Or you could have it... The, I prefer it, my people not to lose. Or if you wanted to do it that way, you could have uh, Kurt Angle make it so like basically, like, yeah, you know, maybe you're right, Miz. Maybe this is nepotism. So how about uh, Jason Jordan has to beat... And uh, Next week, he's going to face Bo Dallas. Ah. The week after that, he's going to face uh, Curtis Axel. If he beats both of them, then he can get to... The week bit. after that, he has to face Maurice. <laughs> Yeah, I like that's that's a nice way of doing it. Like the sort of uh, twelve labors of Hercules, that yeah. narrative. Next up, we had Akira Tozawa versus Neville. 
for the Cruiserweight Championship. Our first reaction video. We've got some quite some detailed thoughts within that video. Mm. Uh, but I said it was a, a fine match. It was a, it was a pre-show match. Um, I don't really remember much of it, to be honest. It was a long time ago. It was a long time ago. I don't remember that much. But I, I'm a big fan of Akira Tozawa. I love Neville. And I'm kind of happy to see the belt back on Neville. It was, just, it was a, probably a pointless endeavour to take it off him in the first place. Yeah, that's the problem. It, it's pointless and it's it did nothing for anyone. If anything, no. it scuppered some really nice potential of having a longer reign for Neville. Mm. Uh, you know, because he had it six months in already. Well, like You've wasted that for a, a, a six-day reign for Tazawa. Yeah, I mean, you look at, like, Asuka on uh, NXT TakeOver uh, Brooklyn 3 on the Saturday night, last mm. night. Yes. With, yes, last night. Yeah, whatever. Kind of. On Saturday night. You look at that match, and they're properly putting over, like, she's been champion for 504 days. She's had a near two-year reign mm. with this thing. Like... That length of time, like that's a thing that's so over in NXT is her streak. You could have like Neville having the belt for six months in today's climate of like constant title changes is pretty good on the main roster. So you could have like re- you could have pushed that through to Royal Rumble where he's there like I won this belt at Royal Rumble last year and I'm still champion. There's still no one that's ready to dethrone the king, especially because it's the Royal Rumble. It's even in yeah. the name, but that's now kind of taken away because. Yeah, he did lose mm. it, and uh, six days later he just won it back. Yes, it's it's just so. You, okay, fine, you took the belt off Neville. Okay, that's a decision that's been made. Well, then stick with the guy you're gonna like. Give that guy a bit of a meaty reign so he can get a chance yeah. to get over. Don't take it off him six days later, because then you haven't helped Tazawa, and you haven't helped Neville. Yeah. In fact, you've you've taken them down both a notch. Yeah. It's it's but, completely backward booking. But as we said, like on the, in the reaction video, it, it appeared to be like they did it on Monday show, probably just to pop a rating and to like try and drum up some interest into the SummerSlam pre-show. And then this, like, did another title change, and they did another title change in the the the, the match that followed this, probably as a way to be like, oh my god, guys, if you order the pay per view. If you mm. subscribe to the network, you might see some more title changes. Yeah, we're gonna front load the show with title changes yeah. because the last couple aren't going anywhere. <laughs> yeah. So the it, big it, ones. It was done for moments. So I got this one right. Yeah, I was the, gonna say you get yeah, pissing and moaning about it. You predicted that Neville was gonna win. Yeah, but I I think my reasoning in the predictions video, I said I can see WWE being dumb enough <laughs> to put the title back on Neville. Fair enough. So, uh, yes, unfortunately, I got that one right. The next one, neither of us got right. Uh, so we were both wrong because we, we both went for the New Day to retain. But we did predict it would be a great match. And mm. boy, howdy. I mean, not only was this easily, far and away, the best match on the pre-show, it was probably like the third or fourth best match of the night. Uh, oh, third or fourth? Well, maybe. Uh, and actually, yeah, no, I'll probably put it higher than that. Sorry, I was thinking, yeah. just, I was thinking of just main show. It's probably my third favourite match. Yeah, third favourite match of the show. You see, in a way, it's my joint favourite because the main event was so fun and crazy. But I think just for, for a pure... They, they had gimmicks. They had help. They had tables. They had stretchers. They had freaking office chairs <laughs> yeah. being hurled at each other. But this was just... All wrestling so, with some really inventive spots. So good. It yeah. was incredible stuff. And and the crowd got into that mm-hmm. with, because of character work and, and a nice story being told. Yes, that happened in the main event as well, but the, the main event already had that build going mm-hmm. into it. So, uh, yeah, this is my joint favourite match of the night. I thought this was really I, something. I genuinely could just watch these two feud for the rest of the summer, probably into... No, into... no, no, no they'll do that. Don't say that. <laughs> you, you'll see, you say that now and they'll hear you, and they're going to do it anyway, probably. Yeah. Yes, I don't know where the Usos go after this. I, no. I don't want them to have another match. No, but uh, I'm, I'm I want glad... want the feud to be over. Yeah, I, I'm kind of ready for the feud to be over. Like, realistically, I, I could watch them wrestle a million times over because they'll always have fun matches. Yeah. But I am ready for this feud to be done with. It's just a question of where do you go next with the Usos because there are no other tag teams for them to face. Like, someone uh, on Twitter just the other day is like, oh, they could go against the Ascension. And I was like, oh, I think the Ascension are a bit of a joke now. Like, yeah. they've been turned... Like, the, the, the fashion files have done them no favours whatsoever. So there really is no other tag team for them to face because Brizango are tied up in their own thing, um, and that's and then it's the Hype Bros. But mm. like, are they splitting up? They haven't been on TV for weeks. Well, Sanity, of course, won the NXT title tag team titles. Mm. Maybe Authors of Pain are coming up. Oh, maybe. 
uh, Razor and Akam. Akam, yeah, Akam and Razor. So yes, that was a, that was a cracking match. Now we're into like, the like main Ninja Turtle villains. Now we're into the main show. Mm. And uh, when I was writing down these results, you were like, "Have you got the John Cena Baron Corbin match in there?" I was like, "I genuinely forgot that happened. <laughs> I genuinely forgot a John Big Money John. Big match John. Big match John." forgot he had a match with Baron Corbin and this was the big go home Smackdown angle it's Baron Corbin failing to cash in his money in the bank briefcase that big angle to lead to the match they would have had if they didn't do that big go home angle mm. like there was like, my biggest annoyance from this match is that nothing from Smackdown played into this match whatsoever Baza Corbs wasn't a more violent more aggressive person Cena wasn't uh, gloating about uh, making him lose the the money in the bank, they just had they just had a match. They had yeah. the exact same match they would have had three weeks ago. I which I thought was a real waste. I wish they had done what you and I uh, predicted. Well, not predicted, but fantasy booked on uh, the weekend show, mm. which was just that Baza Corps just lays waste to him and, yeah. just, and just lays him out. The match doesn't even happen. That would have been a really great way to push the Baron Corbin character. Frustrated that he lost his money in the bank. And also put him over as a star because mm. he's just laid waste to John Cena. 16-time champion John Cena, big match, John. Laid him out. That would have been great. But and no, then, instead they just had a match. Yeah, and then Cena goes to Raw the night after. Cena's kind of protected because he's off now. Mm-hmm. And Baron Corbin gets the gloat about beating up John. Exactly. I sent Cena packing. But, but the, there was, I thought there was an element of Baron Corbin being more aggressive. Yeah? Yeah, yeah. I, I don't know if it's because sometimes when something happens, you're like, ooh, Maybe he hasn't done anything differently. But now I've got context. I've got a story to put with his aggression. I felt like there was a bit more aggression in Corbin, but not enough mm. for for it to be a real, like, oh, Baron Corbin's going to make something of himself now. Yeah, uh, but the match was... it was a, It's every John Cena match you've ever seen. Um, not that many AA kickouts, though. Nope, nope, that's true. Although we did... Uh, the only thing really I can remember from this is I, I did mention to you that... It still amazes me that the five knuckle shuffle has not had a name change. Considering every other move that he does, the STFU's been changed, the the FU was changed. But uh, those are both naughty swear words. Well, this is just te- uh, technically so is five knuckle shuffle. Masturbation isn't a swear word. <laughs> Masturbation is not a sin. It's an act that is totally fine for you and several friends to indulge. In. <laughs> uh, the uh, what else was I going to say? There was one cool spot. I've never seen him do it before. Choke slam on Cena into a, a sort of uh, backbreaker. Backbreaker on the knee. That was I cool. quite like that. I particularly liked how Baron Corbin picked up John, but. Cena jumped so high that he went off of uh, like Corbin was Corbin had him like that and when Cena jumped his hand went down here mm. so it looked like Cena just threw himself up in the air and landed on uh, Corbin's knee just before we get into our next match I did mm. I did note this out on Twitter but I wanted to really make reference to it, uh, it, it in this this full wrestle ramble this year's SummerSlam with the exception of one match which is the match we're about to discuss next featured an NXT star or a former NXT star and like I just I thought with this really front-loaded SummerSlam big matches all the way through top T to B top to bottom Mm. um it just shows that the system does work and it has created some stars to some degree how many of those won um oh the Raw Women's Match like that's Cass won yep Banks won yep but that was always going to be because she was Bala won uh, Bala won and Rollins and Ambrose won. Yep. That's um, it. Uh, Neville won, I Neville guess. Neville won, yeah. Five. Five yeah. out of 13. Not bad, I yeah. guess. Well done, Trips. It's a success. <laughs> yeah, sort of. So Naomi versus Natalia was after Corbin Cena and for the SmackDown did, Live Women's Championship. And someone did point out that Naomi was on the old version of NXT, so technically every match ah, did have an NXT star in it. Yes, yeah, so uh, this was this was a mighty fine match. I thought mm. this was much better than Corbin and Cena. In fact, it was the best match uh, on the main show up until the next women's match. I <laughs> yeah, thought. Uh, yeah, absolutely. I, I would agree with that. I uh, I really enjoyed this match. Mm. Uh, we didn't do a reaction video to it, um, but I I was surprised at the Natalia win. Uh, but yeah, I, you know, it's they were sort of like leading into a direction of um, uh, Natalia v Carmella. But I also felt that they were actually really moving into Naomi against Tamina. 
um, with, with Lana as her second. Yeah, I could see that. So it's I, I found it very surprising that they took the belt off Naomi, particularly with the, the news of the, the Mattel deal where they're going to be selling a toy version mm. of her glow belt. So perhaps, but you know, perhaps they're just going to put it on her for a little bit and then Naomi will win it back uh, at the next pay-per-view or, right. or on SmackDown. You see the cynic in me, mm. the cynic in me, that Natalia... This was her record-breaking achievement pay-per-view where she has now wrestled on more matches, on more pay-per-views than Trish Stratus, who was the previous holder of this WWE accolade. And what is launching right after SummerSlam or the week of SummerSlam? The Mae Young Classic. Mm. So now WWE can be like, look how progressive we are because this, you know, she's re- she's a record-breaking women's champion. It, re- it all fits into the narrative at the same time. Yeah. Uh, I mean, I, uh, yeah, I could go for that. Absolutely, mm. I, d- I don't really have much more um, to add on that. I did think of a point then, but I've, it's it's gone from me. I'm that's the tired. Yeah, that's, that's very tired. So I do apologise, viewers. But yeah, Natalia. Yeah, Natalia won. Uh, we'll see where it goes on SmackDown. It'd be interesting. Hopefully, that I mean, your two best perform, two best characters and wrestlers as a mix. I think are Charlotte and Becky Lynch, mm. and they are not featured. Hey, how about? I don't know if you saw this on the NXT match with Asuka and uh, Ember Moon. Which might have been my favourite match of the weekend. Is that right? No, I like the New Day tag match more. Yeah. But that's that's definitely up there. I love that match. So good. Did you notice when Asuka had Ember Moon in the arm lock? Yeah. And she kept on looking somewhere. Yeah, she was looking at the the, the three of the four horsewomen. She was looking. So I've seen a shot of the other side. Oh, wow. And Becky Lynch is like looking right at Because, of course, the disarmor is Becky Lynch's move. Yeah. Asuka's just pulling on the arm, looking right at I Becky. I cannot stress how great Asuka was in that mm. match. Good Lord, that woman is like... We, we've said it a couple of times on this show. is like, whatever it is. She oh, yeah. has it in spades. Yeah, she's really good. She's great. So uh, let's talk about something that's not so great. Big Show versus Big Cass with Enzo in a shark cage. Yeah, and like, so the shark cage didn't play into anything. And the the whole, the big spot of this was that Enzo greased himself up to get out of the shark cage. He got, he got undressed first, don't yeah, forget that. And he greased himself up and got out of the shark cage. Only to drop down and be big booted by Big Cass, and who then beat up uh, Big Show and pinned him. So I was like, "Oh, so I'm super glad that that uh, that big spot we did with Enzo climbing down played into a finish of some sort." Knowing what we know about Enzo's alleged heat backstage, uh, that he was kicked off the tour bus by Roman Reigns for being obnoxious on his phone, that he's bringing back unwanted guests to the locker rooms backstage, unsavory types. Unsavory types. Putting Enzo up in a cage where apparently he's afraid of heights and then making making an angle where he has to strip down, grease himself up and slip through and then climb down off of. Mm. That all seems like a big rib slash punishment. You, you say that, but like I would argue that him greasing himself up and, and getting out got a bigger reaction than anything in the match. So like for a rib, mm. it made him a star. <laughs> so like, I don't know if that really but it, But he was, he was knocked out. Well, he, he, well, yeah, but that's going to happen to it. That's happened every single week with Enzo in this feud. Yeah, I don't think it made Enzo look good. No, it, oh God, no, absolutely no. not. But it did get him a huge reaction at the very least. Mm. Um, and yeah, I guess, well, because that was the story that he's afraid of heights, but he wasn't acting like someone who was afraid of heights. Because um, I, I am someone who is terrified of heights. So I, I, there's a big tall building in London called The Shard, which you mm. can go up to and you get this great view of London. I my parents my uh, parents-in-law got it uh, as a christmas and uh, a christmas present yeah it was a christmas present for me and my lady partner i was terrified the entire time especially when you go up to the next one and there's just like it's almost open air but there's just like just very thin glass protecting you from Ooh. from certain death and i felt I, I feel a bit weak at the knees just thinking about it i am scared of heights i would not do what enzo did if uh, as as someone who was scared of heights it would take me a long time to get down there mm. enzo on the other hand he just seemed fine with it well, you know, he's a wrestler, so he does a lot of things that that require bravery. Yes, but if you're afraid of heights, like that was the whole thing. It's just like, it, and it, I, 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 maybe, I, maybe I'm just saying I don't buy the uh, afraid of heights. Suck it up, you suck it up. Yeah. But he, there's no, there's no debate in the fact that he looks stupid. Oh yeah, 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 uh, and. So, yeah, this was just a, a nothing match. We've seen this match like five times now. In the build-up, yeah. Uh, the, the one thing I really... The, my favourite bit of it is how good 
big show is at selling. Mm. So he obviously had the uh, the knockout fist, was injured. It was all taped up, almost in a plaster cast, uh, a very flexible flexible plaster cast. And he... That there was a bit where he landed on his own hand. When did a sidewalk slam? Yeah, and he he held it there for a bit, and then he sort of had this expression on his face just before he got up. You know, like ah, oh, that hurt. I'm gonna do this, and it was the it was a perfect facial expression. Yeah, he is a very good actor. Very he can cry good. on demand. Yep, and he's a big old burly slab of man. <laughs> what what a thing! What a thing! Next up, something else that wasn't very good. Randy Orton and Rusev. So Randy Orton makes his uh, his entrance. His long, boring entrance. Yep, and he's doing his thing up on the top rope. And Rusev attacks him from... Oh, so you're trying to say that, like, Rusev almost, like, got over. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. He, like, he looked a bit strong for a while. They get, he, he attacked him from out of nowhere. They scuffled on the outside. Randy Orton is down. Rusev chucks him into the ring. I... I, I was speaking about this to my lady partner. I was like, I don't get this. Why it's okay to do whatever you want to your opponent before the bell rings. Mm. And then the bell rings, and then it's okay. Then we can have a normal match. I've always thought I've, that's always Why? jarred with me. Why? Because it's ridiculous. No, I think it's that ridiculous. The you match can, hasn't well, started. Can, yeah, but you can get like out a chair and yeah, you can totally, hit. Yeah. I think it's a bit of a crux. I would I would hope for like an actual sport in if this if this is a sports organisation, a combat sports organisation, people will run down and try and break them up mm. and then let them... They wouldn't let one of them take, like, cal- <laughs> yeah. calculatedly take out a part mm-hmm. of the other person's body with a steel chair or whatnot. I did like the fact that they were putting over on commentary that um, Randy Orton will say that he's fine because he's a fighting guy. He's yeah. Randy Orton. If you were to build a, a sports entertainer from the ground up, he'd look like Randy Orton. And they kept saying that, like, he'll say it's fine. It's the referee's call. And I like mm. the fact they put all of the onus on the referee, and the referee was like, do you know what? I think this match is is, is good to go. I, 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 I don't mind it. Well, thank God he did, because he was very ready to go. Rusev was like, let's let's do this. Ding, ding, ding. Bell rings. Rusev goes after him. Order moves. Rusev comes back out of the turnbuckle. RKO, one, two, three. It only takes one! Uh, and that was it. Okay, so... Last month, I said that my hope for Randy Orton's uh, SummerSlam match was a two-on-one handicap match against the Singh brothers, mm. or like, or a three-minute squash against Great Khali. I'd have preferred the Singh brothers one uh, out of options because that finishes up that storyline quite nicely. puts a nice little bow on it. Sure, he's not getting another championship match, but he can extract his revenge on the two little dweebs that that cost him the title three times. That'll be fine. Nice little bow on that little presence. But no, instead they were like, oh, we're going to have a match against Rusev. A match that Rusev picked himself, really. Oh, no, well, you know, Randy Orton handpicked, the, mm. uh, handpicked his opponents. So, meaningless match. And I thought, well, I suppose they want to just have a Randy Orton exhibition match. They want to, you know, they've got to get Randy on the show. He's been on top for nearly 20 years. We need to get him out there. Nearly 15 years, I should say. Got to get him out there. Got to get him over. I don't know why they just squashed Rusev. If you if you yeah. were going to do this, do it against the Singh brothers then. Don't just like squash Rusev for no reason. That's it because it's actually a good thing. Like that <laughs> it's a good storyline for a little match bit because the 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 out of nowhere move is over. It makes Randy look really strong, but the only problem is that Rusev it's come at Rusev's expense. Yes. And Rusev has so much potential and you know, just just three months ago, he was one of the rumored potential winners of Money in the Bank, and now he's lost to the magical twosome of John Cena and Orton in consecutive pay-per-views. Yeah, I, I I thought it was yeah, I didn't like this at all. Actually, it really annoyed me a little bit. We both uh, we both were right. Unfortunately, we both picked Randy. Yeah, Orton. I mean, it was quite clear that Randy was going to yeah. uh, win. He's lost his last four pay-per-view matches. Next up was Alexa Bliss versus Sasha Banks for the Raw Women's Championship. I'd have liked to have seen Alexa retain the title for a little bit longer. Mm. <clears throat> Excuse me, a little bit longer. Uh, but I thought this was a really good match. I really enjoyed it. Sasha enjoyed Banks is excellent. She yeah, is a, really she good. is a good at professional wrestling. Just uh, actually, I know you're about to say something because uh, Kevin Owens after the New mm. Day versus Usos match just tweeted out very simply: "The Usos and New Day are very good at wrestling." And I was like, "Yes, you're right, Kevin Owens. They yeah. are." <laughs> uh, I can't. I mean, this is where things start to get a bit hazy. Because I'm trying to remember any significant moments from this match. There was a nice bit at the end where Sasha Banks wouldn't let go of the bank statement, mm. and she, oh, Bliss is going for the ropes. She 
Banks flips it over and she locks it in again and then uh, Bliss taps. But other than that, I can't remember any spots. No, I, I'm, I'm struggling to think of them as well. Um, and annoyingly, the only thing, spots I can really think of were from the Sasha Banks and Nia Jax match from uh, Which from is Rob, really which good, was much really better. Good. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, neither of us got that one right. We both thought Bliss was retaining. Uh, yeah, I really did. But although I will say, this it was at this point, I, I felt the show was starting to turn around. I was starting to turn around on this show because, like, the, the we'd had sort of, like, this spout of, like, uh, of Big Show, Big Cass, and Randy Orton versus Rusev. And I was a bit like, oh, good Lord, we've got, like, a few more hours of this yet. Yeah. But then this match kind of turned me around because I really enjoyed this and there were elements of the next match I sort of enjoyed as well. Although I spent most of it making tea, I think. Which was Demon Balor versus Bray Wyatt. What a great entrance uh, Finn Balor has. That Mm. man is a star. Yeah, he looked really cool. Uh, He had just one tentacle whip Mm-hmm. That he was whip that he was using in his entrance. They really nicely blended in. You've got the I've got the whole world in. He's got the whole world yeah. in his hands with Finn Balor's heart. Was it his heartbeat? His heartbeat bit? thing. Yeah. Yeah. So they went full on demon entrance with the smoke and the paint. The paint just looks incredible. So it was a really, really great. It's one of his better ones he's had actually mm-hmm. since he's uh, joined WWE. You made the good point though about hoping there were there was more inclusion of the viscous liquid well yeah i thought the whole point of the viscous liquid angle from raw was that he would then incorporate that into his uh demon design but mm. no it's just a, a regular demon design but still very good they uh, they had an okay match it was, I, a, it was a raw tv match yeah it was it was that's all it was wasn't it and la which might have been good but I but saw, saw a that, Raw TV match saw that on Monday, mate. six days ago. Oh, no, see, what you saw there was Bray Wyatt versus Finn Balor. This was, the... was, this was Bray Wyatt versus Demon Balor. So that's the other thing. Apart from a few facial expressions, which was different. He, I, I don't remember him doing that uh, before. It is just Finn Balor <laughs> wrestling in makeup. He hasn't got any like special moves. He doesn't do any crazy. No, that'd be, I'd like that actually. If he did have like yeah. he had like a different finisher or like a different like setup moves and stuff. Yeah. Rather than just being Finn Balor but with face paint on. I guess he moves around a bit differently, but only majorly when he's walking to the ring. Mm. Yeah. Uh they yeah, it was just a few mind games. Bray was shocked yeah. at the start, was it? He did the uh the, the the creepy backwards head thing like yeah. oh my hair is my beard now <laughs> that move that the 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 demon Balor thing it might just be because I've been playing a lot of Sonic Mania as of late but like it's like he it should be like Metal Sonic mm. and uh, or Super Sonic and Sonic where they like they all ha- they have the same moves but Super Sonic and Metal Sonic have different variations and, yeah. uh, and they have like their own special moves you could call it uh, so the coup de gras is of course Finn Balor's finisher. Because it, the demon is doing it, the coup de gras from hell. <laughs> I don't know how. Maybe he does it to the outside. I think JBL would. Uh, on the something. apron. Yeah. Yeah. Put him on the apron, coup de gras on the apron. Hardest part of the ring, Maggle. Yeah, so I, I, I was never invested in this feud. No. I saw the match six days ago. The match was just an average match, an average WWE match as well, which in the grander scheme of things is a below average match on the on the world stage, especially after yeah. the fantastic G one climax tournament. Yes. So what I would when I said that the Bliss match was the real turnaround point for me, with this match I liked the entrance. Yes, yeah, yeah. That was it was it was a match of entrances. And the paint. And, and that that's what got the biggest pop really. Yeah. Well I I said I and I text my friend um at the show and I said like I, it feels to me like that Finn Balor is the is the most popular person on this show so far. He got the loudest reaction of anyone, uh, like when his his music started to hit, and he texted back saying, "Like, absolutely, it was the loudest pop that we've had so mm. far." Um, Alexa Bliss got a uh, big that's pop. It. Yeah, he said, and, sec- and it was second only to Alexa Bliss's pop. Yeah, so let's just like look at this in the grander scheme of things. You had the new Day Usos match, which was out of this world fantastic, and then you had set like what? What's that? One, two, three, four. Five, six. Okay, so six matches up till Demon Balor versus Bray Wyatt of WWE average TV matches to below that. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's like an hour and a half. But that, so what happens next yeah. is you have Dean Ambrose and Seth Rollins versus Sheamus and Cesaro. The crowd have now been sitting in their seats 
for what I think was four hours, mm. now coming approaching four hours, and they've just seen six matches, which were subpar, really. And although these two these two sets of guys are having a decent match, it was nothing crazy good. So the the attention's waning. The beach ball comes out. Mm. Now, a lot of people are going to be angry at the beach ball. I, which which is an understandable reaction. I would argue that that the crowd is like a toddler. You know, it's a mass of humanity. They just it's it's that they all latch on to what one person's doing. It's the, it's the mob mentality. That's mm-hmm. that's why it's a, a thing that people say. So you can't really get angry at the toddler if you've just made it stare at a wall for or something that's not interested in for such a long time. Mm-hmm. Eventually, they're going to see a ball and they're going to be like, "Whoa, yeah. whoa, whoa!" So. Yeah, there's, that's that's my defence of the ball. Of course, it is disrespectful. I'm not saying and it's not any of those things, uh, but brilliantly, it was the beach ball that turned around the pay per view. Yeah, it really did. And because Cesaro went into the crowd, got the beach ball, and ripped it up. Yeah, and the crowd were kind of shocked out of their stupor, and were like, "Oh yeah, you're right. There is a match going on." Yeah, and the wrestlers just interacted with the crowd it's like it's we're this, all a part of a thing rather than watching this separate match happen in front there of is us. a match going on and oh yeah we were invested in this storyline weren't we yeah yeah and it, you know this is one of the better storylines of the year definitely leading into SummerSlam. uh so cesaro does that he re-enters the ring as a total baby face mm-hmm. and then for the rest of the match everyone's pretty damn into it so into it yeah and to the point God, where this is awesome chance to the point where there were some people on twitter who felt that the beach ball was a plant no <laughs> yeah. i mean that was that's that's conspiracy that's theory. conspiracy theory right there that's um vince mcmahon sent the nwo to kill wcw vince uh, levels you thought shamaro would win but I, this guy got dean yeah, set I, and I, I said on the show i predicted that shamaro would win but i wanted mm. death to win because i i love them as a team i love them as a unit uh and I, I wanted to see them win i hope now that they don't have separate entrances i want them to have the same entrance i want them to have a new some new music I want them to come out together wearing matching gear, not like you know wearing trunks or wearing like both wearing mm. um, his like leather pant things that he wears, or both wearing jeans. Wearing their leather jacket, leather jacket, yeah. Wearing their same attire but matching, so matching color schemes and things like. I that. I like that. Yes, that's what Shimaro do very well. Yes. We said it when they came out in their camo kilts and They're jackets. So good together as, as the a aviators. Team. Yeah, love them. Uh, but yes, this uh, it's going to be interesting to see what Raw looks like going forward because you've just taken two massive single stars and put them together as a team. Mm. Of course, that's what happened to Shimaro as well. Uh, so I'm quite worried about The Miz. Who's The Miz <laughs> going to face for the Intercontinental title? Jason Jordan. No, it's <laughs> got to be Dean Ambrose forever. <laughs> uh, yes, this was a good match. It was uh, Everyone was invested into it and I got it right. Yes. But the next match you called... Because AJ Styles retained his US title. The first person on this show to retain. With a load of shenanigans. Loads of shenanigans. I... Okay, so you and I uh, downplayed the uh, the Shane McMahon element into this. We felt it was a little bit silly. The storyline going in wasn't as strong as it probably could have been. But I really think that the Shane O'Mac element in this match really pushed this up a notch. I thought it was the best outing that these two have had within this feud. I really enjoyed the match and I loved it not only because I thought the the, the wrestling themselves was great because the storyline they were telling mm. within the match was really good but all of their interactions with Shane and then Shane getting involved in things just made the match so much more entertaining yeah. to watch I really really enjoyed this yeah I I, I, I it was it was fine I, I did enjoy the interplay uh, it's of course all building towards a Kevin Owens versus Shane McMahon feud mm-hmm. uh, I I couldn't get past... So I've still got an issue with Shane squaring up to yeah. actual wrestlers. Yeah, with, because... his, with his pouring sweat yeah. from, God, standing, yeah. from standing there. Uh, he, he counts pretty intensely. <laughs> when he counts the three count, his whole body came up for each swing of the arm. But I, I do take... I do... My, my innards can't get on board with Shane McMahon 
really confidently and threateningly squaring up to actual wrestlers mm-hmm. uh, because that was never how I saw him. I've been through this already. And I never, I didn't get to see my uh, proper good AJ Styles versus Kevin Owens match. I, I, They're I, all marred I, by the crappy finishes or just not clicking that well. I, I, I disagree to a degree. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, I really enjoy this. I also love there was a false finish in there as well where uh, Kevin Owens hit the pop-up powerbomb yeah. and he pinned him and Shane McMahon counted the three even though AJ's foot was on the ropes. And that, that was a great piece of storytelling because that in previous, in theory, any other ref would have missed that and Kevin Owens would have won the title back. But mm. because you had Super Shane in there, he was able to eagle eye that and, and see the foot. Speaking of Super Shane, there was a bit where... Uh, it was one. It was a close. It was a close fall. So it was a two count, and Kevin Owens screamed at Shane McMahon afterwards, going, "That was three. That was three. You can jump off buildings, but you can't count a three. That so was, that was a nice. The only uh, thing I, I, that was annoying me in the match a little bit to the point where I had to stop myself from screaming at the TV mm. was after that false finish of. Uh, AJ's foot being on the rope Shane kept going that was two sorry it was two it was two and I'm like well, no it wasn't two was it because th- it was a false finish there was there was no count there was, yeah. there, was, there was no there was a zero there was nothing there he kept going sorry it's a two it's a two he's, it wasn't a two he's still learning he's, he's not a proper referee <laughs> it was too busy sweating I think it was just taking it all out of him yeah slippery it, <laughs> it, it was yeah it was it was a good they told the story well yeah like that what they were doing they told it well I just uh it didn't blow me away. But again, I'd like to see both move on to something else now. Definitely. Next up, which is in a feud which will probably continue, is Jinder Mahal versus Shinsuke Nakamura for the he, WWE Championship. People were not happy that Nax took the pin here, but I mean, I don't know why anyone expected anything else. Um, because it would... I mean, the, these two were on equal footing of who could take it, I think. No, I, 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 I always thought this was Jinder's match all the way. Especially like losing two weeks in a row on SmackDown. I you did, it, you did accurately predict this. I, I, I got it wrong. I thought this was Jinder the way. I thought it was. It's too early to put the belt on Nakamura. It wouldn't mean as much putting it on the belt now. There's more. There's more of a story to be told and a bigger payoff uh, with him winning the belts than just just hot shotting the belt onto him now. Because if you hot shot the belt onto him now, what are you going to do with it? Yeah. Like there's there's nowhere for him to go. But now you've got uh, the Singh brothers got involved, so Nakamura was screwed out of the belt. He can now ask for a rematch. We can maybe build in some gimmick matches where the Singh brothers are banned from ringside, or maybe the Singh brothers are going to be put in a shark cage. They're going to be Punjabi prison. Or we could have we could have another Punjabi prison match. Nice. Yeah, I I it's uh Hel- sorry is Hell in a Cell a um is that a SmackDown event this year? I don't know. It might be. I think that's, that's, that's I, I read a report. Building. Maybe that's what Owens and Shane McMahon are being built towards. Oh wow! What yeah. Owens? Well, Hell in a Cell. Crazy. Potentially. You know, because just go straight to escalate. Well, wow, <laughs> things escalated quickly. I was going to say things that got, really out, of got hand. out of hand first. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I I know I understand what you mean, and I do actually kind of agree with it. I but I also think Shinsuke Nakamura could have won, and that would have also have been fine. Mm-hmm. But I can see the value of Jinder winning, and you you draw out the chase, and yeah. Jinder looks even stronger. Hopefully, after a while. But to do that, you don't have this finish. Yes. Because you had a good start, uh, you had a good first 10 minutes, then it sagged a bit with a few rest holds and big move in, in, the, in the middle bit. But the finish was, it was just real It was, it was too soon. Mm. I, I, we said in our reaction video it could have done with another five minutes. And it all, that's all it needed was another five minutes. It needed a five-minute flurry at the end with some really decent near falls. Yeah. But it, it just had a really flat finish. And actually, I genuinely think that everyone in the arena, despite the fact what I just said earlier, everyone in the arena did think that Nakamura was going to win because there were an, uh, so many shocked faces that, that, yeah. that when Jinder won. And so it kind of did suck the wind out of the arena. But mm. I think that's that's a good thing, really, because that you it means that you want to see this guy win and he didn't win so it's like oh i really want to see this guy win now no i think it was i think it was the kind of like ah that was rubbish <laughs> 
I don't think it was like, oh, he's a dastardly hero. No, no, I not, can't wait no, to get the it, revenge. No, no, I think it wasn't, we were like, it wasn't no, like, that was a rub. That I didn't no, enjoy that. What I what I mean by uh, being sucked out of it and like that's not what we wanted. It was we wanted to see Nakamura hold up the WWE Championship. It wasn't all oh, that dastardly mm. heel and those ruddy Singh brothers just getting involved. It was more like a damn. They took away that moment. We I wanted to see that moment of him holding up the belt. I yeah I don't. But I don't think that's where the anger was. I think it was more a, that was a crap match. Uh, well, I'm disappointed I, by that I match. think it was more about the... That's how it ended? Yeah. That, was, the, the ending came out of nowhere and our moment was taken away. So, yeah, not a not a good one there. But I, I, you know, I really enjoyed the match. It was a fine match. Yeah, I... I with I, a really bad finish, which means... I would probably yeah. I, I, as I said, match. like I you know I'm on the the, the Dave Meltzer scale of uh, of a two point five. I thought I, I quite enjoyed it. Uh, and then finally the big meat man, man meat man match, yep. the meat man match of Braun Strowman versus Brock Lesnar versus Samoa Joe versus Roman Reigns for the Universal Championship. Holy moly, we both got this right. Brock retained, but they did a good job. At making us think he might not have. Yeah, I loved this match. Mm. I thought this match was awesome. I thought all four guys worked hard. I wish Samoa Joe had been given more. I felt that he looked like a bit of a chump in there because he didn't really get to do much. He was just, as I, as I said in the reaction video, he was the fourth wheel on a tricycle. Mm. And I, 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 I don't know, because they did such a great job with Joe in the build to Great Balls of Fire... I was really hoping that he would get a bit more featured. And he, the build into this wasn't really great for Joe. He got pinned by Roman. Mm. And then his only real shining moment was he uh, helped Braun Strowman beat uh, Roman Reigns in a last man standing match. Yeah, I guess that's where... Uh, that's why. Because he was... Which, which begs the question, why not have him take the pin? But I think, I think Roman Reigns being pinned by Brock Lesnar is going to play into the build at the WrestleMania match next agree. year. Yeah, completely agree. Uh, so I don't know how it would, but Roman Reigns kept on trying. Maybe it's like they're trying to tell the story of he keeps on trying, but he just can't overcome Brock. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, the story, nobody you... really invests in Roman well, that, for that Well, that's story the problem, the problem yeah. Because yeah. you can have Heyman tell the story. It's like uh, two years ago at WrestleMania, you couldn't beat Brock then. Um at SummerSlam, you couldn't beat Brock then. What makes you think you can beat Brock at WrestleMania? What is it? And Brent, I won a one-on-one match. In a one-on-one one match, a four, yeah. That the other one turned exactly. into a three-way with Seth's cash exactly, in. Exactly, yeah. And like with that as well, it's like you could have pinned anyone and you still couldn't do it. Mm. Um, so I, I think that overall, in the longer scheme of things, it will work out quite nicely. But uh, it's... Yeah, as you, you're right, and the key to it is that no one's invested in in that Roman storyline, apart from, I'd imagine, uh, your cousin's eight-year-old. Yes, yeah, and Vince, They're just those <laughs> and two Vince. people, and Kevin Dunn probably. Yeah, so you get so that was that was nicely built. If that's a storyline they're gonna tell, even though we have issues with it, it's I that's good. I can see yeah, where they long-term going. booking is great. You've got that Samoa Joe. Unfortunately, was shortchanged. There's no getting yeah, around it really that. Was. However. Braun Strowman continues to look like a star. So us that, that, that's Braun ascending yeah. to the top. So us wrestling fans, I think we're all pretty much behind Braun. Mm-hmm. We have been since he started tipping over ambulances <laughs> and screaming, I'm not finished with you. But I don't feel like that has broken through into the main mainstream yet. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I would put Braun Strowman on a YouTube video title or thumbnail doesn't do as well as the other ones mm-hmm. you know like if you put a Samoa Joe or a Brock Lesnar they do all, they all do well but maybe it's because Braun Strowman isn't real he's kind of the kind of comic booky uh, but he is building on those awesome levels uh, every week by week and here when the crowd were really strongly chanting Strowman Strowman yeah. after the two power slams mm-hmm. on Brock through the commentators tables then flipping over the other announcer's desk on top of him, throwing the chair. He, he had a lot of great spots. He was giving the reaction the office wants Roman to get. Yeah. And it was it was beautiful. Absolutely beautiful. Like, Braun came out of this looking like a total badass and a complete star, and I loved it. And I, I'm now... I'm so invested in the return match of Lesnar v. Uh, Strowman, which might be at Survivor Series so invested in that match because they told a story within this match to build to that match and I'm now really looking forward to that encounter there was a moment 
early on because uh, Braun and Brock were kept apart for a bit. It was teased and they were kept apart. And then they finally clashed in the opening um, in the opening third of the match, at least. And Braun, I'm using my fingers to demonstrate here. Braun clotheslined Brock over the top rope to the outside. And Brock sold it like a million bucks. He flipped and he flopped and he hit the floor. Brock and then he looked like around not scared, but just like surprised. Surprised. Like Brock yeah. is an amazing seller. Yeah. Like when he's invested in a feud, he's so good at selling. Mm-hmm. It's he's absolutely brilliant. It's weird because you don't think of Brock as being this amazing seller. You think of him being a destroyer. Yeah. But actually, because he is so much a destroyer, and he doesn't sell that often. When he does, not only is he so good at it, because it's so rare, it feels so, which which is symptomatic of Brock's presence as a whole. When it does happen. It feels like such a big deal. Mm-hmm. Oh my God, Brock is on the ropes and it's from this guy, it's from Braun. And Braun feels even bigger because of it. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah, every everything was good apart from the Joe the Joe stuff. Yeah, pretty much. So yeah, that means, uh, that brings it to a tie though. I got seven out of 13. You got seven out of 13. Thank you, Jinder. Hey everyone. I've been on the go recently. Phoenix, Kansas City, Chicago. If you're like me and have a home but aren't always at home, you have an Airbnb. Hosting your home or a spare room is a very practical side hustle. If you live in a big game town, you can Airbnb your place for fans to stay in. Your home might be worth more than you think. Find out how much at airbnb.com slash host. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive and June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive and June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. If you thought the only way to get a more defined jawline with natural looking results was through surgery, think again. Juvederm Volux XC is a non-surgical injectable gel filler that improves moderate to severe loss of jawline definition and can help you achieve natural looking results with little downtime. Even better, this improved definition lasts up to one year with optimal treatment. No maintenance required. Improved jawline definition for a smooth sculpted look with Juvederm Volux XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Which brings us to the tiebreaker of NXT TakeOver Brooklyn 3. So we'll just very quickly run through these matches. Well, I was going to say, it's a shame that we can't spend a bit more time on this because hot damn what a show this mm. was. T to B, top to bottom, this show was awesome. Yeah. This was great. It was a really, really good show. 
Uh, Johnny Gargano versus Andrade Cien Almas. What a match. Uh, what a match. I was, so I think, I'm not sure if I actually told the story. I mean, no. I, I did put it up on Twitter, but I was very hungover today because I had a, a late one last night. I was out with my, my sister-in-law and her partner and my, my uh, wife-to-be. And we were out drinking till the very wee hours of the morning in Soho, in classy Soho. We went to a late night place that mm. sold dim sum until 3 a.m. Because that's the kind of hipster dicks we are. And I was very tipsy and I was very, very unwell. You like morning. the party boy CNL, aren't <laughs> you? <laughs> yeah. I need, uh, what's her name? Sophia Vergara or whatever they're yeah, calling insanely her. Insanely hot lady. <laughs> and. Um, <coughs> So I was very unwell in this, and my my, my fiance said said I think you need to go and have a lie down, mm. and I did, and I took my iPad with me and I watched this match, and this match nearly brought me back to life, uh, because it was so good, and Gargano is such a great wrestler, mm. and I love, uh, I'm really enjoying this new era for CN Almas and this new this new part of his character, this new evolution of his character. Yeah, God damn, this match was great. It was a good match. Uh, Gargano is just a tremendous baby face some really nice spots in it as well but the ending was very very good from a character standpoint Gargano is just about to hit his finisher on Almas but a hot translator lady throws a t-shirt at Gargano and it's the old DIY t-shirt and Gargano just looks at it transfixed heartbroken and that's when Almas there was blocks him in such a great moment when they cut to after Almas had won they cut to Gargano in the ring and he sat there looking at the t-shirt and he just starts moving himself away from the t-shirt like it was like a, an animal that he was afraid of yeah and what was also great about that finish and I've got to like put over the commentary team at least two thirds of the commentary team I've got to put over Morrow and Nigel in this stance if this was on a WWE main show if this was an angle that was done on SummerSlam can guarantee you that Michael Cole and everyone else would have been going like that's a DIY t-shirt that's a DIY t-shirt because that's what's in the script for them mm. to say no, it was only mentioned once by Nigel and he was like I think it's a DIY t-shirt yeah. I think that's what distracted him because kayfabe they're all the way up there they can't see it he never like unfolded the t-shirt mm. we as fans know it but then as commentary calling it like it's a real thing didn't no, and I, I thought that was a really nice touch to it. It was I, I picked up on this as well, but I thought in my Michael Cole version in my head, he screamed, What's what's that? What's that? Is that what I think it is? It is, it is, it's a DIY t shirt. Yeah. Yeah, so there would be a bit more suspense and stupid question asking, yeah. Is that Kevin Nash? <laughs> Who's that? Well yeah, I love it's, it. it can be no one else nobody else looks like that. That is Kevin Nash. Oh, it's just because he's dyed his hair. You didn't recognise yeah. him, Cole, you dick. Although because we recently rewatched that because we did the SummerSlam Disasters video, the most infuriating thing about that, bearing in mind this was a time when raw commentators were at ringside. Mm. They didn't make reference to Kevin Nash being in the ring attacking Punk until he was shown on camera. So the crowd are going nuts mm. because Kevin Nash has just walked through dial and got into the ring. But the commentator, they're going like, CM Punk, CM Punk is the new champion. Congratulations. I mean, John Cena's foot were on the rope there. Crowd are going nuts. And they're not reacting to that at all until Kevin Dunn cuts to the wide. And then they're like, oh, oh, my God, who's this yeah. in the ring? Yeah, it is, it is quite frustrating. So we both got that right. We though. certainly did. Uh, next up, we had Authors of Pain versus Sanity. I loved this match. Neither of us got this right. No. Because we both predicted Authors of Pain to retain yep. because we thought Sanity were going up. Looks like it's the other way around. I think Authors of Pain are going up. You think they're on the up? Yeah, on yeah. The up -ski. I, I loved this match. It and it was really, really interesting seeing Sanity work babyface, mm -hmm. which was equally as interesting because they've been working the heels throughout the build to the feud and Authors of Pain have been working the baby face. It almost feels like they caused an audible. Oh, do you think? Because of Eric Young because, being awesome. Because like they came, Sanity got a great reaction coming out, Authors of Pain didn't get quite the, the same reaction. It just it just felt like at some point someone said like, alright, let's switch this up, you work baby face. Mm. And, and, and hot damn did it work because Eric Young is he's a talent man yeah he's so good it started off as alexander wolf and killian dane but uh killian dane never tagged in and all of a sudden he switched with eric young yeah. and that was a great moment and i loved it as well because when eric young jumped up onto the apron to say like i'm going in killian dane wasn't like a, i want to be mad he just smiled and went 
that's brilliant. Mm. Like yeah. he just uh, the smile on his face, like this is why you're the leader. Oh, it was great. And and the big spot was Nikki Cross. Is he Nikki Cross or Nikki Storm? Nikki Cross. Nikki, Nikki, Nikki Cross. Nikki Cross is her uh, slave name. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so she jumps out and does a crossbody oh, onto so Razor. I think it was Razor. One yeah. of the authors of Pain. He catches her. He turns round. And then Killian it, Dane. it was Big Dane. Yeah, it was yeah. Killian Dane. So because they're former British people, I can't, I can't get it out of my head. Their uh, their actual names. And they he used to wrestle up. Wash that poor girl against that big dude oh, through it through a proper like biscuit crunch table. To, she was the fill-in of a man meat sandwich there. Yeah, she oh she must God. have been destroyed. What in, a great in the spot it was. Nikki Cross is so awesome. She's great. She's, She's so, so really, good. Really good. And like when she got into the ring, the crowd were going mad, like mm. going really rabid for excitement. And then Paul Ellering got into the ring. Boo! Nasty yeah. heel stopped us from having fun with Nikki Cross. Referee distracted. She climbs up. Oh my God, it was so great. I loved this match. And then we had the killer ending. Oh, I f- yeah, forgot. Yes. Killer ending. There's Sanity celebrating. Who should run out from the crowd but Kyla Riley and Bobby Fish and laid waste to them like a pair of effing badasses as a very very uh, so one of my favourite eras in Ring of Honor isn't the the period that most people love which is you know the Gabe Sapowski Samoa Joe CM Punk era because that was I've watched that but since out of out Out of of context out of context I but I was a, a rabid fan from just after the HD TV net days, uh, so like 2010, 2011, 2012, which is when Carlo Riley and Adam Cole were coming up under uh, Davy Richards and Eddie Edwards. They mm. were like this four MMA influence group, and I've I've watched uh, Adam Cole and Carlo Riley rise through when he joined and formed Red Dragon with Bobby Fish. So to see them there like that. After they debuted on NXT in concurrent weeks, losing to Alistair Black, I was like, oh, God, <laughs> this does not bode well. But, hey, they, it worked out very well by the end of this. Didn't it just? And, man, alive, they just looked so cool. They looked legit. Yeah, that's it. they looked exactly, absolutely yeah. legit. And it's funny, like, I came into the studio and I hadn't finished watching um, TakeOver by the time I eventually got to the studio because it took me a long bloody time to get here and I've been horribly hungover all day. And... Um, uh, you said to me, so like, if you finish the show, and I said no, and then you were like, I think you should finish the yeah. show. And I, I had a feeling, I knew that there was a big angle at the end of the show because my buddy texted me in the morning saying, like, let me know when you've watched Takeover because we have a lot to discuss. Um, and so I knew there was something big coming, but it, which was weird because when I woke up this morning in my horrible hungover state, I suddenly thought to myself, oh man, wouldn't it be a great angle at the end of the show if the main event ends in a no contest? Because Adam Cole, Kyle Riley, Bobby Fish, and Roderick Strong just jump up onto the apron, mm. almost Nexus style, and just beat down everyone, and then just destroy, lay waste to the set to like kickstart this ROH invasion. And I thought, oh man, that'd be awesome. I do like your one because you got the Roddy presence in there. Exactly, yeah. Like, and it, and it works so well within that storyline. Mm. And then when Kyle Riley and Bobby Fish beat up Sanity after the tag match, I was like, maybe. Maybe this just maybe happen. this could happen. This would be great. In fact, actually, I think the ending we got was was probably even better mm. than, than than my uh, fantasy booking. So we'll run through these because I'm actually falling asleep. Now. Oh, sorry, mate. Not not your fault, uh, but just I'm tired. Uh, <laughs> you, six you hours got... of SummerSlam, remember? Yeah. And I've got news to write. So Hideo Itami versus Alistair Black next. That was a cracking match with an even better entrance from Black. Oh God, what a star that man is. Yeah, we uh, he he entered being raised from the from the ground in the middle of a band playing his entrance <laughs> so, music, which so is awesome. awesome. Uh, we both got that one right. What a great match. That was a good hard-hitting match. Wasn't then we it just... had Asuka versus Ember Moon. Asuka retaining. Uh, I, I got this one you right. You certainly did. So it's Okay, so I did predict that Ember Moon was going to win here because I thought that's the storyline they're building to until they did that video package about the streak. Mm. And then like, this match wasn't hashtag women's championship it wasn't hashtag Asuka versus ah, Ember yes. it was hashtag the streak mm. and I suddenly thought I thought to myself I never want Asuka to lose this belt she has to win this match she has to win yeah I'm glad you came round to my way of thinking someone yeah. someone tweeted me it was like but she should put someone over on the way up and I said <sighs> that's one way of doing it but I think I, and if they did that fair play to mm-hmm. her but I think you have more potential in calling her up she's on this massive unbeaten streak 
never lost the NXT title. It was given up. Uh, yeah, so so good stuff. There. And she is so so good. Her selling mm-hmm. is impeccable. Her facial expressions are absolutely magnificent. The yeah. way she holds herself in the ring, and it was just all these moments throughout the video package of her being this cocky champion. And it's and it's you're looking at her and you're like, of course she's cocky. No one, no one could be. No one is ready for Asuka. Mm. Oh my god, it's so great. She's the she's legit the best. And in the main event, we have Bobby Roode losing his title to Drew McIntyre in a in another cracking match. I was gonna say I've seen a few people really down on this match yeah, I online, saw that. I which saw I was that. really surprised at because I thought it was actually I thought it was certainly one of Bobby Roode's better NXT main events. I thought this match was great. I thought it was incredibly solid. Yeah. And and sometimes being incredibly solid is really 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 good. Yeah. Especially Drew McIntyre's insane dive over the top rope. Bobby Roode did his best, but. Drew McIntyre's a big guy, and I I think just the force of yeah. McIntyre pushed Rude over, and McIntyre landed on the floor pretty hard. Yeah, it's it's funny because when when McIntyre first came onto the scene, like two thousand and six, maybe maybe late, actually it was probably later than that, so mm. two thousand nine maybe, and he was given the gimmick of the chosen one. He was Vince McMahon's pet project, and that was uh, it was uh, art imitating life. Vince McMahon had handpicked him to be the next world champion because he loved him. And there was a lot of us at the time that were just like, I don't get it. Like, yeah, I don't really get it. Now, when he's come back after he's had his uh, his stint doing the doing the the indies, the independent mm-hmm. circuit, as soon as he came stepped back into NXT, and he's got the beard, and he's got the hairy chest and the long hair, and when he stood like towered over Bobby Roode, I was like, oh, now I get it. He's a big guy. He's a big dude, and he just looks great and he'll look great holding championships so because i thought that rude was being called up very soon i thought he had to drop the belt and i so that's what i went with i went with drew and i was correct and it appears to be that way because it looks like we're going with drew versus adam cole as the next uh, yes. next uh, pro- uh, program rather than bobby rude going for the the belt again perhaps like they'll finish up the bobby rude roderick strong storyline and then, uh, yeah, and then old uh, Rudy Boy can get called up to the main roster. So that means it's 4-5 to this guy in NXT predictions. Very, to 2-5. Very well done to you. That means what? I'm 2-0. Two, 2-0 two nil, two nil up. Including Fantasy Booking Warfare this month. Yes. Very well done. Very well earned. I, um, yeah. And I, I, there was something, someone got in touch with me on Twitter to call me an idiot because I, I predicted all of NXT wrong. But actually, I think that's a good thing because that means that NXT is is not predictable. You got you got almost half of them right. So they were wrong. <laughs> well done, Luke. Well, that was a fittingly long SummerSlam review <laughs> for an overwhelmingly long SummerSlam Well, I mean, card. we managed to condense all of the six-hour SummerSlam and the two-and-a-half-hour NXT show, so that's eight-and-a-half-hours wrestling, into a one-hour review. Well, like an orange concentrate. Yes. Yeah, like a, a very, very packed juice. I, so, uh, yeah, I, I very much enjoyed doing the show with you. And I actually I said at one point when we were watching SummerSlam, I, I just made you a cup of tea. And I came in, I was like, this is fun. Mm. This, I'm really enjoying this. this may, I may not be enjoying the show massively, although I did enjoy the show overall by the end of it. Um, I was just, we were, it, was having, it was good fun watching the pay-per-view live and doing these reaction videos. I, I very much enjoyed myself. It was mega lows, but we are very tired. Yeah, very tired. I've got, so, I've got a long journey ahead of me home now. So we'll see you on Wednesday. See you on Wednesday. Love you, bye. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.